the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thank you. Um, I consider it a privilege to spend my time talking to you. I know that sounds cliche, but it helps me, and hopefully I'm helping you on some levels think about money, investing, and retirement. 40% of Americans have nothing saved for retirement, and they get intimidated by it. They start thinking like, oh, it's too late for me. It's never too late. If you make $100,000, you could save $50,000. It's just going to be some decisions that you don't like. Like, you're going to have to lose cable TV. Maybe you're going to lose a cell phone. Oh, yeah, I'm not taking away my cell phone, right? It's like my cable modem. I once said you'll pry from my dead fingers. My cable modem. Like, you can have my guns, but I need that, that cable modem. Anyhow, one of the things that we like to talk about on this show is real estate. And I typically bring in good friend and my mortgage guy, Tony Mendez, to talk about real estate issues. And there's a lot of data out there right now on real estate. And it's been a pretty glorious run. It's been a pretty good time to be a homeowner. It's been a pretty good time to be a landlord. Not so much time to be a non-homeowner and a renter. So a lot going on there. Globally, real estate's not weakening in any way, shape, or form. Global real estate volumes reached about $1.75 trillion last year. And they look set to go higher, even in higher rising interest rate environments. But we don't have higher rising interest rate environments right now. Right now, we've got, let's put everything on hold. This, I'm not going to say madman Trump, but this guy that can't seem to figure out when he wants the trade deal done, Trump, um, is kind of putting the global economies at risk, slowing down. So if interest rates aren't moving any higher anytime soon. Federal Reserve has come out and said as much. Tony Mendez, com. Last year, the story was the Fed's going to raise interest rates. They're going to march them higher. Be careful. This year, they've paused. And maybe it's time to be aggressive? Lower rates typically means higher real estate prices. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know if... February's um, existing home sales report had an influence on what the Fed decided to do um, this week, but you know they, they saw some great news. They saw that existing home sales were being boosted. They kind of attributed that to the lower interest rates, and they said, you know what, we like the signs of what we see. We see our inflation kind of you know hovering, but it's good to see that you know these lower rates, which eventually it resulted in can help the affordability and help people continue to get into the real estate market and, you know, do things like refinances, manage your mortgage is what I kind of call it, or manage your debt. Um, you know, and and if you start seeing the, you know, that, that fed rate go up and you see credit card payments go up and car payments go up and any other rates that go along with, you know, um, or any other payments that go along with these higher rates, uh, and start affecting that affordability and, pushing inflation a little bit higher, they, they put that on pause. And I, I kind of embrace it. I think that as a homeowner, you should embrace it. As a renter, maybe not so much, because you you you're, you could be that person looking, sitting on the sideline looking to buy a house, and now you're going to see houses go up a little bit, even though 
it just got a little bit cheaper because rates are down. So are you saving enough money for that down payment? Can you save enough money for down payment? And is that lower rate enough for that, you know, to keep up with the home price going up? That's what everybody was, it was afraid of over the last, you know, since the last five years. It's interesting questions. One of the things you brought up is you talked, you use the word mortgage and then you also use the word debt and they're kind of, a lot of people don't tie them together, but we used to have things called debtors prisons. Like if you didn't pay your bills, you'd go to prison kind of thing. Um, and it's kind of a funny thought because now that I'm 50, I'm starting to think, am I ever going to pay off my I'm mortgage? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear you. 50? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had a birthday. Um, I don't want to admit it. I don't want to admit it because now I'm like, I should pay off my mortgage before I'm 60. When I lose my income and I start living off everything that I've saved, it's starting to get in my head. It's debt. It's not a mortgage. It's debt. And um, it's cash flow. And what can I be doing with that money versus throwing it into a home that in 30 years I'll be long dead? Uh, maybe I should be going to Timbuktu with that money, so to speak. Uh, do you ever get intimidated by how much debt or do you ever see your clients get intimidated by how much debt? Because the first time I bought a house, I was freaked out, even more so than a car. Well, I see more people who are intimidated by debt when they don't own a house as opposed to people who already own a house, uh, especially in a time like we're in now where home prices of or values have gone up and they can simply go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to refinance my house. I'm going to, I've paid off, you know, 20, 30,000 since my last refi. I have 20,000 or 30,000 in, in credit card debt, car payments or anything like that. And they just refinance and they, they manage their, their debt through their mortgage or the equity in the property. So the lower rates, as we see them kind of progress through 2019, I believe we're going to see more and more people take care of their debt in that way. Yeah. And we hope they do because there, are, there can, be, can be, please talk to your CPA, tax advantages by rolling it in if you can still meet the, the limits of your deductions and you itemize. Um, and, you know, it might actually lower your payment. We've actually seen people increase their 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 mortgage debt. That's crazy. And reduce their with the same amount of money for their credit card debt, even increasing their interest rate on the mortgage, and still end up with a lower overall payment. Yeah, you so, know the problem I have with that when you take money out of your mortgage to pay down your credit card, you, you get in a cycle of doing people, it over yeah. and over and over. We st- and it ain't a cheap cycle. That's Tony makes money every time you refi. We, so he yeah, wants you to refi every day. We don't want serial refinancers. In fact, okay. it's illegal. Um, there's something called a benefit to borrower rule. But if you are taking cash out, you can actually to pay off pay off debt. It breaks that rule. It doesn't break the rule. It it's bypasses that rule. So. There are people that will continually refinance people. We ran into somebody the other day. They Unfortunately, they were like 70 years old, oh. and they keep running up their credit card debt. And if their house was going down in value, they, they would have to go bankrupt or sell their house because they wouldn't be able to use it to pay off their debt. But now that the values are going up they're a, and rates have kind of leveled off and come down, they're able to continue to run up their credit card I debt. I want to show people how the show works. You just said the word serial refinancers. And I've been sitting here the whole time thinking of trying to come up with a joke. Like, do you know Captain Crunch was never in the Navy? He's got stolen valor. I'm like, no, that's not good. And I was like, they finally caught the killer of Captain Crunch. He was a serial killer. No, that's not good. I have no clue what you said for the minute after you said the word serial refinancers. But that's worthy of note, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of articles now. What do you think of this headline? Why you should sell your home in 2019. It's a pretty dramatic headline, right? Yeah. I asked the question of where are you going to live in 2020? I, I don't even have to see the rest of that article. I already know what it means. 
Housing markets may not be as hot as previous years, but selling now could be your best bet. Now, here's a problem that I have. They have a picture of the person who wrote it, and she looks poor. <laughs> she kind of looks like um, Kenny from South Park. <laughs> um, but Which is a personal joke. It's a personal joke. I hope we can understand the article as opposed to Kenny. Right. And she doesn't die at the end of the episode. Yeah. And um, so I have a lot of problems with people reading articles and headlines. Because a lot of times they're written by 24, 25-year-old kids who have never been through anything. But they get an idea for a story. They pound it out. They Google it. Go ahead. Well, it's hard, too. I mean, you, you'll have an article that says why it's great, you know, why you should sell your house in 2019. And then right next to it will be another article saying, hey, rates just went down. You should keep your house and refinance. It's um, And remodel your home and add, add value to your house. It's, it's There's just too many articles like this and it, that we run into this all the time. It's very difficult to kind of disseminate what, what makes sense and what doesn't. If you have questions that you want us to air on the air today. Call 800. Just call the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find Tony at bayarealonesource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is Alt-J. I enjoy Alt-J. They're not ever going to be the... Rock and roll's dead. Hip-hop, long live hip-hop. For better, for worse. Hip-hop has all the influencers. Rock and roll has none. Back in the day, rock and roll had influencers who could come out and say something. We'd be like, yeah, let's stop the war. Yeah, let's stop buying foreign cars. Now it's all hip hop, right? So Alt-J's never going to be, a, they're never going to be all that in a bucket of chicken because they're not Kanye West. They're not, you know, uh, Beyonce. So things do change, right? But I got my dog's name from Alt-J. 011 I think it's the best dog name ever. Just so you know, I don't ask you for your permission. Is it the best dog name ever? I'm telling you, it's the best dog name ever. And that's all I have to say about that. So indie rock band, Alt-J. Let's talk a little bit about some other issues out there. We've kind of been talking recently about real estate and interest rates and the Fed Reserve lowering rates. And that should help Bay Area real estate go higher. Um, it should. The, the IPO of Pinterest, the IPO of, and we're going to see this one probably next week, Lyft. Uber, Slack. Um, it's going to create whew, easily right there $250 billion plus dollars of wealth. And where's a lot of that money going to go? It's going to go into housing because people want to own a home. It's the American dream. Now, every now and then we hear arguments, and I'm kind of fascinated by this one, on because I'm not smart enough. I'm not a social equity kind of guy. That people who rent are at an economic disadvantage from people who own especially poor people who rent their portion of housing costs more than someone who's a middle income or a high income renter. So lots going on in this country, lots that pushing uh, real estate prices left and right and up and down. So Tony Mendez, Bay area Um, I used to joke that I wanted to be a slumlord. It was kind of funny 20 years ago, you know, and, uh, it's just not that it's funny anymore at this point in time, but if you are a slumlord, it's it's good business to be in. If you have housing in an area where there's demand, uh, you don't have to do a lot to uh, please those customers of yours. Yeah, it's um, it's been a battle for many many years here in the Bay Area on what side of the fence you're on. Um, you know, there are landlords that um, I've seen who keep rents low, even in 
places that are not rent controlled um, because they think it's the right thing to do. But then there's those who are going out now and buying houses saying, oh, I can get top dollar for this. And they're going to charge an arm and leg um, because they know they can get it. Um, the people caught in between, um, it, 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 it is an, an unfortunate event. And it's one of the things that we're seeing. It's I don't want to say migration, but it is a... Um, people are being forced out of the Bay Area. I mean, look, look what happened in Mountain View just recently. They have to. They're, they're, I think Mountain View just approved 144 um, affordable housing for teachers. So you're going to have 144 houses with teachers in it. I'm not sure what the joke is there, but um, what happens, you know, in the future when those home prices go up? But we'll we'll talk about that another time. The the people caught in the middle are the ones that are really struggling to figure out what to do because they're not able to save enough money at the higher rents to buy a house, and then home prices are going up. The only thing right now that can even save them is, um, you, you know, low down payment products, uh, but you still have to qualify. Um, you have low inter- lower interest rates are kind of being, you know, the theme of 2019, uh, and it was a good start for 2019, but that's also going to drive up home prices. Are you able to save enough money to continue, you know, keep up with that higher home price? Um, are you willing to go out much further uh, away from the Bay Area to just buy a house, or are you just going to, you know, succumb and just keep renting, which a lot of people do? Um, and that's depressing. It is depressing, and I'm not trying to succumb. It's a nice, it's a raise, uh, you know, rainy day. Um, it's forecast for you know a renter, but um, you know. Rent control, this could push more rent control laws in more and more cities around the Bay Area. Slums are a byproduct of the modern city, and we have to kind of accept that. Rundown areas that occur by accident. Uh, But a lot of landlords make it worse It's because it's a prime moneymaker. And uh, you see it, and it's, it's an issue because there's land scarcity, there's racial segregation, there's deferred maintenance. Uh, Being a landlord is not sexy. It's not cool per se. And I know a lot of people want to be a landlord. I I hear that probably more than any other pitch that I get from people. Hey, I want to buy a house and put renters in it. You probably hear that often too. All the time. Yeah. And it's not fun. I've got renters in a house and it's been great on occasion and it's been less than ideal on occasion. Usually it's something that doesn't get in my head, but when it does, it takes a lot of time to fix. And I'm a good landlord. You know, the heat goes off in the summer. I'm like, okay, let's get it fixed. Get it done today if it can. And then the tenant gets upset at me and he's like, well, for the three days that it was off, I had to, you know, haul in ice. I'm like, I'll pay for the ice <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I'm a good landlord. I could have said, you know, hit it, move on. Uh, but being a landlord's not the greatest thing. And it's not easy either. It's a lot so. of work. Um, you know, and a lot of people that you, you hear say, hey, buy, you know, I've, I've done very well with owning real estate. And, these people very well might be running these properties by themselves and they don't factor in uh, property management, which is what I recommend most first-time investors do, even second or third time. People who have a lot of properties and they still have a full-time job should use a management company because what, it is a full-time job. I have somebody who has 10 properties. He quit his job to manage the properties and his, and his wife is the you know W-2 earner. But they need that kind of attention on that property. Otherwise, they're spending, you know, with 10 properties, you know, $100,000 a year in property management. He saves that amount of money in their pocket. So it's worth it at that point. But they had to get there first. I use property management on my place in Raleigh. Yeah, they give you a great report at the end of the year. Here's here's how much you spent. Here's how much you made. And you hand that to your CPA. And that's one way. And they handle all of the events that happen in the house. They handle the transitions, the marketing. 
Um, and it's tough sometimes to get a good property management. It is. And um, I was doing the math in my head of my property in Raleigh. And I think I put $50,000 down roughly. And it's appreciated now about $50,000. And basically a tenant has kept me break even. There's been a couple of years where I've lost some money. And there's been a couple of years where I made a little bit of money. But it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be. It hasn't been like a money machine. Uh, it's not an ATM at this point. It's worked out, but it's also a lot of, um, there was a couple of years where I, I had a good job that helped me like afford it per se, subsidize yeah. it. Right. And, 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 and you, as your income goes up too, and you, you're looking at that investment, um, you, some people will, will have bought more and more over those years where you are making good money. And then they eventually move that into something like an apartment building or, or bigger. And some people even transition into commercial. So it's, it's all about what you, it's kind of like you, you, how you talk about a stock, you know, the same reasons you buy the stock, you have to have some reasons to sell the stock in this case, the house, um, you know, 1031 exchanges are still around. So, um, the tools for investors are out there. Sounds good. If you want to talk to Tony Mendez about the tools of investing in real estate, call him. You can find him on bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. You can hear his show here Thursdays at 6 PM on AM 1220 KDOW. You can also get a copy of it at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So this is Matt and Kim, um, kind of an alt indie group. I once saw them, I tell you, I have insomnia, so one of the things I do is uh, I'll watch late night uh, comedy shows. I once saw them, it wasn't on Conan, it must have been Jimmy Fallon before... Jimmy Fallon went to the night show. It was later with Jimmy Fallon. And they're playing a pop song. It was a good song. And she gets up and she stands on her drum. I played drums as a kid. Um, she stood on it and she's like dancing on a single drum stand. And I'm like, this girl's kicking. Like, I don't know what I love about people. Do I like tall? Do I like short? Do I like funny? Do I like smart? I like people who could stand on drums. Um... I always thought they were brother and sister, and then the internet taught me that they weren't, and they actually have started dating, but they didn't date early on. I don't know if I could be in a band with someone I'm dating. I know you're saying, that's dangerous, Rob. Where are you going with this? Nowhere. That's Matt and Kim. Uh, on your Spotify or Apple, do me a favor today. Go see their popular songs, listen to them, and see if you don't like them, because I think they're, as I like to say, damn catchy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. During the commercial break, I was talking with Tony Mendez, and it, don't call him Tony Menendez, and don't call him Tony... Or Lyle Melendez, uh, call him Tony Mendez. There's actually a debate here on who is he really. It's Tony Mendez, M-E-N-D-E-S. And you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. During the commercial break, you're like, holy mackerel, rates have dropped. I would think that you would be on that. Like, oh, you I, that, like it yesterday, happened that, you would, it happened that fast. Okay. So you haven't done a rate check in a day uh, or two? You're, everybody's going to see the articles. It's going to be front page news, kind of financial news um all next week and you were even hinting to me like rob you could refinance <laughs> and i'm like well I'd, I'd like to not go through a mortgage process one year in my life if i can get through 12 year, to 18 months without dealing with submitting paperwork it's a process and it's kind of like going to the doctor when you turn 50 and they're like okay relax this is a baseball bat we're gonna just put it in and take a quick picture of your i'm like no Anyhow, um, off topic, right? Chevy Chase. <laughs> Fletch, do you remember Fletch? I do. Fletch was a funny movie. 
I don't think it aged well. It though. didn't age well at all. Yeah. Neither, neither, neither did Chevy. Chevy, he's a mean, nasty dude now. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Saturday Night Live, that person's not funny. That person's not funny. I was funny, though. He's just vindictive. Anyway, with interest rates dropping recently, you can get a lower cost of a mortgage. Bonds are going to be hurt because people are flocking to them. They're lowering the rate that you can get. So you don't get as good of a rate of return. Um, so they're less attractive. But real estate investment trusts have been on a tear recently because of the lower rates. What's a real estate investment trust? It's a REIT. Stay away from private REITs. Stay away from hard money loans. They're not for you. They're not for the average person. REITs are a great thing. It's a real estate investment trust, and a trust gets a perk. Usually a trust doesn't pay a lot of taxes as it's distributing its assets. But in lieu of that, they have to kick off 90% uh, return on cash to investors. It's not always quite that easy, but publicly traded REITs, I love. Private REITs, I hate. Hard money, I hate. Um, publicly traded has the SEC take a look at them and their paperwork. Private, you can give 10000 to a million dollars to someone, and he's like, I'm going to just go out and buy an apartment building. And is he buying an apartment building? Well, yeah, it's right there. It's in Atlanta. You can see it. Or is he going to Atlanta buying an apartment building and also partying with that money? Yeah. I forgot to tell you that part. How much does he put in his pocket? I'm not going to tell you. So you got to be careful on private rates because they're private. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. How surprised are you that rates have dropped? Like, this is a good thing for you because when rates move, there's action. It's a great thing for everybody. Um, Not if you don't own. Well, it it could be if you're looking to buy. um, And, you know, there's a lot of inventory hitting the market, which, you know, lends to uh, um, uh, competition. Uh, a little bit. I don't think you're going to see the average home in the Bay Area spike up instantly because rates have gone up or down, uh, which means that your that nine hundred thousand dollar house with twenty percent down just got a little bit cheaper on a monthly basis. And I, I so yeah, it, it. I think it helps everybody who's in real estate or looking at real estate. Um, hopefully. It'll help people who are renting because now that landlord can go and refinance and lower their, you know, monthly payments, and they don't feel so strapped to uh, or obligated to increase your rents. Um, which is something that I didn't understand for a while. Why we saw lower interest rates? You know, going back to 2013, yet rents kept going up because landlords were saying, "Well, taxes were going up and water was going up," but was it really going up as much as the as your rents were? Um, because mortgage rates are down. Just I, I can tell you my power bills without changing of consumption have gone up. My water bills have gone up. Right. So did it go up as much as, as you know, 10% a year, which we saw some rents do. Okay. Um, and especially in an apartment building, you know, yeah, you, you're using more water, but, it, you know, you're compounding that amount of increased in rents. Um, now, I'm, not, I'm a landlord as well. So am I stabbing myself in the foot by saying this? No, I, th- I think I, I think everybody needs to be fair to the economy. I mean, I, I love your landlord story <laughs> where you tell me, yeah, my neighbors called. Oh, and yeah. This is 3000 miles away. And they're a little concerned that there's five monster trucks parked in the yard. And you didn't believe not me. in the garage, in the um, yard. And you didn't believe me until I showed you a Google um, Earth photo of it. That would drive me And crazy. there were. That would make me insane. They said they wanted to start an HOA because of my, my tenants. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it is. Um, and we got them out pretty quick. So. Yeah. But you, they, I think they left you a, a Budweiser beer sign in the, in the uh, garage. No, it was a Texaco sign. Texaco. Yeah, that cost me 100 bucks to get removed. Did you just have to call it a dump service? Um, it was part of the whole cleanup. Yeah, they, they, were, they were expensive tenant to, to remove. Huh. 
unfortunately. That must have been a, a happy check you had to sign. $100 to take a, a gas station sign out of well, you your know, property. The, the way my property management works is they, they just deduct it from the next rent. So it did, it, I didn't get a check that month. So that's, just, just go with it. It's I'm radio. It's theater it. of the mind, dude. It's theater of the mind. <laughs> but that was, and, you know, now we have a great tenant. So don't make me ship you off. But a, a good management company sh- will, yeah, thank you. <laughs> will, uh, um, I thank you for saying that correctly. Walk thank the you. plank. Yeah. Um, we'll make you walk the plank. You know who's a really good looking news broadcaster? Liz Plank. Check her out. Like, there's some people that you're like, I just want to meet this person. Like, they're bubbly and effervescent. And that's kind of a tough thing to be effervescent. Wow, my phone's going crazy. So I'm getting a lot of uh, texts on Amazon purchases. Lovely, because I'm not on Amazon right now. <laughs> anyway, um, let's. where were we going with this? Rates dropped. We were surprised um, by how quickly and how fast and how far. Yeah, it moved fast. And, uh, Would today be a good day to lock? Because the Fed says we're not sure. going to do anything for a while. Sure. If you're in a transaction, it's a great day to lock. Okay. If you're not, then get in a transaction. It, it, it can be done pretty quickly. Locks are kind of stressful um, well, from the consumer side. Well, let's say a week ago you locked. Right. Um, and it's it, it, now it's stressful on the loan agent because they don't know what to do. They they can't get you out of the lock. The lock was supposed to protect you from anything going up. Right. Um, but when it goes down, what do you do? Um, are you moving your loan to another lender? Do they have any kind of float down rules? So um, it gets kind of tricky, and you're going to hear some verbiage from your your loan agent, you know, kind of trying to explain how it works. Um, and ultimately you just, you can move to another lender, you know, or have your broker move it to another lender. That's a very standard procedure. If you can't keep that law or if you want to take advantage, if the rates move enough, that's the whole thing. And it looks like they have, it looks like they have. Yeah. That was a good catch. Huh? You killed me. He's sitting here juggling while he's doing radio. <laughs> and guess what? He dropped a ball. Anyhow, Theater of the mind. Um, locking rates is stressful for me. By the way, I do. I can't juggle on the consumer side of it, in large part because you always fear doing the wrong thing. It's kind of a game show. Do you want to, you know, deal or no deal? Do you want to open case number twenty six or not? When you lock a rate, and then you go, oh, by the way, Rob, you locked, and now you have fifteen days to give me everything. Otherwise, your house is going to burn down, and people are going to come take away everything that's important to you. I'm like, I have fifteen days. Otherwise, I'm part of a, a bad movie plot. A Liam Neeson film. He didn't lock. He didn't pay. He didn't get his lock done in time. You put that kind of pressure on people. It's not meant to be pressure, but it, it, it feels pretty good when rates are going up and you've locked in. What about those products that have you ever heard the commercial like, we'll get you a loan that it goes down. If rates go down, your rate goes down. If rates go up, you stay at the exact rate. You mean I want to say it, it's like a Quicken loan commercial, maybe. Yeah, to I mean, me, it, it sounds too good to be true. Well, it's, it's not necessarily, um, you're paying for it somehow. If it's a large company, they probably have a little bit more to absorb. Okay. If, if it, if it bites them in the butt, um, like it it could have this week, they could have locked in, you know, 200 loans last week and now everything floated down and they've committed to that higher, that higher rate that they locked, you know, for those 200 loans last week. And that could bite them in the butt. Um, they, do stuff like that when rates don't move a lot. It's easier to, you know, lose one here and gain one there. But here, those type of lenders may pull back some of those commitments. Anything else that we need to know? We've got about a minute left in the segment. Um, I think that, you know, with lower rates coming up, I think anybody who has a mortgage should, 
even when rates aren't going down, you should always just take a look at it and see if finances make sense. I, I get two or three emails like this a day where people are saying, does it make sense to refinance? And most of them, it doesn't. But when we see these kind of moves, it makes sense to at least you know, take a look at it. I didn't know you were getting two or three emails a day. Yeah. So I should, I should like, I don't know, I don't know, franchise you. Because <laughs> that's a lot of business. So anyhow, you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can drop him your scenario, take a look at your loan, refi, new product. It's all out there. It's all good. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. During the commercial break, I was sitting there with Tony, and we're talking about refinancing one of my properties, a property that I bought less than a year ago. That's how much rates have dropped in a year. That's how different it is. And it would save me about $3,000 a year in cash flow. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's a no-brainer. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Paperwork. Mortgage trends. I might want to remodel. There's some things that I may want to do sooner rather than later. And then I was like, oh, I got to look at my taxes. They're coming back soon. Yeah, you look at, uh, and you brought up a good point. A lot of people are sitting on these huge equity lines. Sure, I ran into somebody the other day that had a $750,000 equity line. I, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know it was possible. Well, I think he may have gotten two. Okay. So he has a first, second, and third. Wow. But you, you look at somebody who wants to remodel their house, and they're going, okay, well, my equity line is, you know, if you get an equity line today, you're easily in the fives. You know, after maybe some yeah. intro period, and sure, you know, yeah. and then you add in the, you know the prime you points, prime plus, yeah. your, you know the the margin. But uh, and now you now you look at a cash out refinancing. You go, oh, it's starting to make more a lot more sense yeah. to not only put in my first mortgage and reamortize, sure. and I can get a thirty year fixed and not be subject to any other rate hikes down the road. Yeah, um, yeah, you you know you don't have that ability to pay it down, and then you know, but. You also have some possible write-offs um, with the uh, being on a first mortgage as opposed to an equity line. So there's there we're going to see a lot of people looking at you know what we're just going to remodel. We're going to take some cash out. Money's cheap again <laughs> or cheaper again. So so what else are you working on these days? You sent me some notes remodeling inventory. Inventory starting to swell a little bit or not at all? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen places like San Jose. We, we've seen over 100% increase in inventory year over year. Uh, that's great news for buyers and sellers. Um, more inventory for sellers. Um, because it's give, when, you, when you sell, you're going to buy somewhere else. So we've seen okay. a lot of people um, not sell because there hasn't been many choices for them to buy in, say, a better school district or something closer to their job or whatever it might be. We have a client right now that's just tired of Fremont because his job is in San Francisco and now he found a place in Oakland. I'm sorry, uh, Berkeley. So now he's going up to Berkeley, but before there was an inventory for him. Now there is. So um, for sellers, obviously, I'm sorry, buyers, obviously, it, you Which have one more is choices. It? Which one is it? Buyers. Or buyers? For the, on the buyer side, you have more choices. Um, instead of feeling, you know, hey, getting a call from your realtor, look, this place is going to go hit the market tomorrow morning. Let's put an offer in right away. And that's the pressure a lot of people were experiencing for the last several years. Now it's going to be, hey, you know, we got a little bit of time. There's a property around the corner. Or you can look at this one that's set up a time where we can meet. You know, we may not like, have that much time because a lot of people are predicting a recession in 2020. Sure. So if you're a seller. I saw Robert Schiller, if, if anybody follows him, he says there's a really high chance in the next 18 months. Yeah. Um, so if you want to sell, maybe now's the window because you're still going to get the demand with low interest rates. You're still going to get the demand with all the IPOs coming out and cash in the United States and low unemployment. 
But there is that concern that the next recession throws a lot of inventory on the market, like it did back well, in 2006, 2007. Well, you can, if, if you want to take the, you know, the national numbers, yeah, I think it's going to affect a, a, a lot of people. But here in the Bay Area, we, we just talked about new IPOs and new millionaires popping up in the Bay Area. The Bay Area leads the nation in um, over $100,000 paying jobs um, growth uh, per person, that is. Um, it, it continues to, the Bay Area continues to, thrive in that way, even as we see companies kind of split off and say, okay, we're moving a place over to Austin, maybe some New York and Washington, DC, you know, those types of activities. But I think that's just spreading a little bit of the wealth elsewhere, as opposed to eliminating the wealth. Um, what I fear is that a, a huge amount of baby boomers and the other older generation just say, you know what, we're, we're done with it. We're going to Boise or Coeur d'Alene or, uh, and they sell, 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 sell. Um, and they're in the higher range, and we run out of higher range buyers as opposed to you know our affordable range, which I believe is about 1.3 to 1.5, which I would feel very safe anything below that because of the amount of uh, a dual income qualifies for that, or, Rob. Okay. A dual income in the Bay Area right now will qualify up to 1.5 with 20% down. Interesting. And, you know, on a decent you know uh, income, of course. Okay. All good stuff. Anything else you want to wrap up the show with? No, it's your show. You want to do a song? We can do the song from Aladdin, A Whole New Earth. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not a big singer. A Whole New World. Whole New World? Yeah. Okay. So we won't do that. No. So that's out. But rates have moved low. And again, now's a good time to think about where you stand. Um, I like thinking about financially where I stand after my taxes come back every year. And that's when I start figuring out how much equity I gained the year before. For some reason, I don't do it at Christmas time. I don't do it January 1st. I always do it after taxes. And I want to see, you know my financial statement updated per se on, you know, I want to count my dollars once a year, at least is that kind of silly. Yeah. It's funny to think that you have less than 10 years left on your rental property, right? Yeah. So that's the shortest term that they go. It's like, I want to refinance it, but I'm adding more time. Do I want the cash flow now? Should I, or should I just let it pay off? A lot of people think that way. Okay. They're like, you know, I'm five years into my, my loan. Why would I, and I, it's a decent rate. Why would I want to um, refinance? A lot of people are moving, from those 30-year fixed, they've been in them five years or six or seven to a 20 or a 15. 15 is going to even look better now. And uh, so it's not just about like, hey, I don't need cash now. Why should I refinance? I'm paying off principal faster now than I was one, you know, five years ago. It's all about uh, what are you going to do with the cash, too? Do you is need it, the cash? Isn't it kind of interesting that you and I are both middle-aged? Um, how when we were kids, it was like... 15-year mortgages were a thing, 30-year mortgages were a thing, but most people wanted 30-year mortgages, and like, they kind of ebb and flow now on you know which one's right for you and which one's right for your time period in life. So we, we can't have a, a financial decision. It's, it's funny. It's, it looks like math. It looks like science. There's not one answer for everybody, it's, I think is what you're saying. It's, it's very individualized. If you want an answer, call Tony. He gets loans done. You can find him at bayarealonesource.com. It's bayarealonesource.com. Um... I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblackshow.com, Rob Black Show. CFP Chad Burton's got a website with a lot of good investable downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.